Hey, housewives, come on in. You know the dirty dishes are still in the sink from yesterday and the laundry is still in the basket. Pop your AirPods in and make yourself at home here. I'm Tracy. I'm Tori. And we are your Unlikely Housewives. Stepping out in faith and believing that God calls the unlikely, we are here to show you the appreciation and validation you deserve, lead you to authentic relationships, and release you of believing the cultural lies to restore your faith and wellness. Pull up those high-waisted yoga pants, tighten your top knot, and reheat your coffee for the third time. Turn up the volume and let's go. housewives hey hey housewives we're here it is a glorious tuesday in your world as you're listening to this and we have got some incredible guests for you did you hear me i said plural guests (laughs) on this show today and to be real because that's y'all know that's gonna be what you get that's exactly (laughs) we have a entirely new setup we're trying this audio and visual thing so this is going to be a visual show as well and then so there might be some hiccups in that then we'll decide later if we show you guys yeah right (laughs) if you if it's never posted you know why then you've also got real life i've got two very large dogs you all know about them you'll might hear their little nails on the hardwood floor (laughs) and then like you know because i've got nothing else going on our bathroom is finally being renovated from the flood in the end of 2022 so if you're counting, that's nine months ago. So you it's might like a hear. baby. Yeah. It's being birthed right now. I, <laughs> I, love, I didn't want another one. That's why I didn't do it. All that to say is you guys know we talk about them all the time. Craig, here's your shout out. You're amazing and we love you. But there might be some things that he can't quite fix on the audio. So y'all love us for who we are we're just being real and this is real life so Amen. without further ado tracy please introduce our guest yes i would love to well the fun part is since we're doing something new we have one in person and one on video audio with us so welcome from afar we have our twin fitness sisters with us they are fitness and nutrition experts christy winter and michelle hutton And they graduated with their Bachelor of Science degrees in Exercise Science and Nutrition from Kansas State University in 1997. Go Wildcats. This dynamic duo founded Twin Fitness in 2003 and has since continued their education with certifications from Precision Nutrition, as well as the American Council of Exercise as personal trainers and group fitness instructors. The twins are not only personal trainers, small group instructors and nutritionists, but they are also former fitness bikini pros. They are the first set of sisters to both become bikini pros. They understand the struggles you face trying to balance work, family, and self-care as busy moms themselves. The systems, willpower, and knowledge of the human body that led them to victory on the stage makes it possible for them to face every day with a smile no matter how hectic their schedules get. Michelle and Christy started Twin Fitness to empower women to be the best versions of themselves by focusing on mothers and busy women. They can guide more women than ever to a healthier, happier lifestyle. And I'm here for it all. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, Michelle and Christy. Welcome. Thank you. We're excited to be here because we love educating women because as we age, things just get a little more complicated in our world, right? 
So <laughs> we started off, gosh, 20 years ago. We've been doing this forever. We've always loved fitness. We've always loved trying to encourage women to be their best. And as we've gotten older and busier with being moms, because we're all crazy moms right now, <laughs> we've seen things shift and change and do how we used to do things. It just doesn't work quite as well as it did used to back then. Yeah. <laughs> you have kids and things just change. Um, yeah. So we decided uh, right, right before COVID is when things kind of got crazy. And so my sister and I decided to reinvent ourselves and go more online. So we restructured, went primarily online. So we do a ton of online virtual training. And a lot of people are like, does that really work? I'm like, well, yeah, it really works because we're real people sitting here behind the computer, not yeah. just an AI person trying to tell you what to do. It's I'm like, we're really, we're real people. I um, mean, gone through some real stuff. So Chrissy, I don't know. I'm sure you have stuff to add. We tend to finish each other's sentences. So I'm sure she has <laughs> yes. something to add. Yes. Right. So, I mean, I to, to piggyback on what Michelle's saying, like one of the epiphanies that I had in my, for my me personally is when I was like 38, which is, gosh, I'm quite a bit older than that now. But at 38, I started noticing like more cellulite that went down my backside than I've ever seen before in my life. I didn't feel good. And there was a lot of things happening to me. And I'm like, all right, I need to start doing something different. Like, this is not the way I want to feel. And I, and truly like what you guys said, I know if I'm feeling this way, other women have to be seeing this at 38 and, and maybe even younger. I, I don't know. Some of the women come to us and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing it at 32 or I'm seeing it at 35. But my epiphany was kind of at 38. And so we, Michelle and I really dove into like why it changes as you age and what we can do about it and figure out like, you know, do we need to eat differently as we get older? Because, you know, Back in your 20s and early 30s, maybe you just stopped eating pizza so often and, and gave up your drinks once a week and it worked. But at 38, I mean, I wasn't even doing any of that stuff. And I was like, wow, what is this? So we actually kind of restructured all of our nutrition at that point just because of Michelle and I's own like personal experience. So I think that that makes us very real that we're not perfect individuals walking around here. We've been through kind of the ups and downs and we kind of know, like, especially when we became, we became moms, that was a whole nother world. Let me tell you. That like throws your whole body under the bus. I mean, it's in, in a natural way. Like your body's supposed to go under the bus, apparently. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're built for that. So, I mean, that's hard to believe that it can just kind of give you an absolute 180 after birthing these tiny humans. I would say the humbling experience, if anything. We tell women all the time, we're like, you, like you said, like your body's underneath a bus. You got to get yourself out from underneath that bus. And it takes about a year. And people don't like to hear that. But I've told women, I'm like, give yourself a good year to get back to maybe where you were and you may never get back to where you were. And that's okay. Be okay with that as you age. So it's one of those things that we've really, really we dove in it to our, ourselves and that's why now we're almost 50 and and really want to still educate women in their 30s or in their 40s that are going through those things that that you don't feel good. Now Michelle and I are experiencing hot flashes. Those are fun. I mean, I, I Googled it the other day. I'm like, you know, what to do? And they said, carry around a portable fan. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if that's not a neon sign. Our volleyball game. Let me get my portable fan. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? That's what they're advising? I about like, I called Michelle. I'm like, I'm done. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Let's tap out. Let's call it. Call it a day. I'm done. God, call me home. I got to say, though, what you were saying is so funny because I've had four kids. I had four kids in six years. And in between, I was was running and working out and 
post my fourth, I was like back in shape at like six months post baby four. And I was like doing all the things and feeling so confident. And I did that for like three, four years, probably. And then we threw in a move and just some life changes, you know. And then all of a sudden I was like, guys, I'm like 38, 39 is when it really started to change. I'm like, now I look like I had four kids. The point being that like you you hear women say like, oh, can I lose that baby weight that I had from eight years ago or whatever? I didn't have it for a very long season. And then all of a sudden I was like, what's happening and that's because it became perimenopausal really early. But yes, so you can start becoming premenopausal. Peri- or perimenopausal is 10 years before you actually hit the crazy hot flashes. Like Christine and I are like, we talked about it just the other day. We're like, oh my God, hot flash. She was like, literally, she told me a story. She was like in a county fair, a horse show or something. And she's like, I got the worst hot flash. I was having a conversation with someone and I literally oh. felt like I was on fire. Oh she's like, oh. I, I had to walk away. I wanted to look like red from head to toe. I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed right now. But I mean, I literally dropped and walked away. They had to look at me like, is she OK? Like, you feel like you're on fire, like on fire. You're, it's already 105. So let's just bring that up to 150. It was bad. So back to like what happens is back to Tracy's epiphany at 38, 39 <laughs> and Christy's too. Like things start to shift and change and everyone has that own magic. Hold on. Wait, hold on. You all made the epiphany at 38, 39. It's is, coming. It, is that <laughs> Christy? She Christy, maybe. I'm Christy, 38, 39. That's when yours was. That's when I first seen it's like more sunny than life than I'd ever seen before. And just like things. And I was like, what is this? Like, whoa. Okay. okay. And Michelle, you? I would say the hot flashes started with me like about four years ago, like maybe three years ago. Okay. So that's when I started. I was just like, oh, my, I, I started. Wait, you're hot. like, at what point was it like? Things are changing at an uncontrollable 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 speed. Probably like 42, 43. Okay, Tracy, and then everything for you is what, two years ago? Well, 38 is when I started to have cycle problems. And then 40 was when I started getting some help. And I changed all kinds of different supplements. But just a year ago, so when I after I turned 42, was when I found out about my Hashimoto's and being perimenopausal. And let's just throw those things all together. And so why long way you have you have journey of discovery? Uh, Well, okay. so now I have a new prayer request is, Lord, please let the rapture come before uh, 2026. I'll be 41 2026. So like I mm, Lord. All right. Let's speed this rapture thing up. Okay. Right. Sorry. That was my own personal we're hitting the 50 mark in January. So we're, we're trying to like get ahead of this like little curve. Tori, it's coming. It's fine. And that, it's okay, like that's the roller coaster and you don't know when it's just going to fall. You can't see. You're like, oh God, oh God, I know it's coming. I, is it? No, it, oh, that's gonna, that's This like, is the point of this podcast though. Because oh. here's the thing. I was on a journey because I didn't know. Like the questions that I had, the misinformation that I had, the lack of attention that I was given at the women's doctor. Like that is why we're doing this podcast, because, ladies, we want you to hear you are not alone. What you're feeling and dealing with, it's OK because you can get some help. So, OK, right. let's talk more details. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's rewind all of our lives to back when we were in our 20s. OK, so where things are going good. We're in our 20s. You're typically made in two different ways. Most women are what is called estrogen dominant. And what that means is you carry body fat primarily for childbearing purposes in your hips and thighs. Okay, if you think about it, like that's where women tend to struggle with hips and thighs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the back of your arms, that can be an estrogen dominant site. So it's actually a hormone site. There has been many studies done 
Like that's what the special training that my sister and I went and did because at 38, we're like, we have to help women. Like other people have to be feeling what we're feeling. So we went and got this extra nutrition or certification and it explained, there was like light bulbs splashing in our heads. I'm like, this makes so much sense. So then estrogen dominant is primarily, most women are more estrogen dominant. As you get past the age, and I can show you body fat testing after body fat testing that shows proof of all of this. After about a certain age, you become insulin resistant. And what that means is you start carrying it around your midsection. Things that you used to be able to eat, no longer it sits um, stores as body fat around your midsection. So in your 20s and you're insulin resistant, you feel like you're more, they would call like apple shaped. Mm -hmm. That's insulin resistant. An estrogen dominant person is more of a pear shape, right? Those are easy. People have heard those before. So I think that's the easy analogy there. So as we age, here comes the aging process. And I feel like it's like 35 to 40. You were 39. Chrissy was 38. Mm -hmm. I was 42. Everyone has that different. And then they all, they start to come together. They start to mesh together. And I tell women this, they're like, oh, great. So I'm doomed, right? It's the roller coaster. Yeah. Like, I've got to go down the roller coaster no matter what. Like, it's not giving me an option. So, but we have good news at the end of this. So you become a little estrogen dominant and insulin resistant. And that's the hormone shift that we are all experiencing at that age. At some point, you will feel that where you carried body fat meat, I find most women tell me it's through their midsection. They now have cravings like they've never had. They have highs and lows. They don't have the energy. They're not sleeping. All of these things that as we age tends to happen. So you mean every graphic t-shirt that we've ever seen that says tired as a mother and like all the ones that are just kind of making fun of like I'll sleep when I'm dead and all of, all of those things that we make light of because they're so true and so relatable. There is hope on the other side of those graphic t-shirts. Okay. Okay, good. So one thing I want to convey to everyone out there and and this education piece, and it's a simple one, so don't get too overwhelmed here. Body fat feeds hormones. So if you are out there and you're carrying an extra 20 pounds of body fat on your body, your hormones are going to become worse. Your hot flashes will become worse. All sorts of things, your insulin resistant and your estrogen dominant is going to become worse. All of that's going to become worse if you're carrying more body fat on your body. So if we look at it as a society as a whole, which I don't even know where the like the the obesity rate is right now, even like with kids, and I know we're getting to the kid thing later, but that is a piece that you can control. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be a 50-year-old skinny jean model. That's not what I'm telling you out there. All I'm saying is if you can lose 10 pounds of body fat off of your body, you will feel a thousand times better. And notice that she's saying body fat, not scale weight. There's a big difference. Yeah. Okay. So what's the best way to find out our body fat and know a place to start? Okay. So when when we're talking body fat, and this is actual fat on your body, there's scales. They're not real accurate. There's multiple ways you can do it. I think the best way is to get caliper testing and like trained professionals. Yes, are the where they do, they, they yeah. measure that, they pinch your they skin, pinch your fat, pinch right. your fat <laughs> in certain places right, and you do right. that and, and you then, can get that done. Exactly. So when it comes to that, body fat is true fat on your body, not the scale. That, yeah. Because if you lose too much lean mass, which is the metabolically active mass, your metabolism will decrease. When she's like metabolically active, it means you burn calories at rest. So, so metabolically active is, is super sexy and fun to say, right? But I guarantee there's sometimes people going out there, what, is, what exactly does that mean? 
It means basically what you have when your body is burning off the food you eat. Okay. This chunk of fat here burns off nothing. All right. Muscle is the metabolically active uh, part of your body that you want to keep to burn off the food you're consuming. In order to get that, you have to strength train. We're not the type of trainers either that think strength training is the end all be all. It's a portion of what the equation needs to be. Got it. Okay. So you still need cardio. Cardio is good for your health, good for mm-hmm. your heart. So you still need that too. There's a balance there. One thing that I want everyone to know when Christy and I are talking, we don't go extreme on anything. When you go extreme and you do all cardio or you do, you remove all carbs or you start doing crazy strength training with like, it's not going to be the right equation. You have to find what works for you. Figure out what kind of, if you're more estrogen dominant or you're more insulin resistant. So there's pieces of that puzzle that kind of come together that make up the whole equation. Hey, housewives, we are so excited. Oh my goodness, this is a dream come true. Y'all have heard us talk about our sauna sessions from the beginning, and we have Sun Lighten as a sponsor of Unlikely Housewives. Why wouldn't we have a sauna session that brings all of the good juices flowing right out of our bodies when we're detoxing? Ex- Bring it right to the Unlikely Housewives. Exactly. But first of all, some of those benefits. The intention of getting in the sauna for us was not to create a podcast. No. no. Nope. I have another we just job. just wanted to sweat. We detox. Wa- detox. We wanted to boost our immunity. We wanted the reducing of inflammation and some the weight puff. loss. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's anti-aging. I mean, there's so many benefits to infrared sauna sessions. And so that was our initial purpose. Yeah. And just to vent, it was that season of life that we just needed to sit and talk and talk about what was going on. And that's where it all happened was in the sauna. Did you realize that there are studies that show Heat therapy produces endorphins, those feel-good emotions. So we were boosting our mood and ideas. So far, we boosted so far that a podcast idea came just flowing out. You guys, this is an incredible opportunity for you. You can have up to $600 off using our link, which is get.sunlighten.com backslash unlikely. That's get dot sunlighten.com backslash unlikely. We'll put that link in the show notes for you too. But $600 off a Sunlighten purchase. The one that I have got is the Impulse 3-in-1 Believe. And it's amazing, y'all. It has been the best health investment for our family. I'll say my friends because I invite them yeah. over. That's how I use the saunas in your. I, I know. Sweat. I if come you, over and sweat. But it's so good and such a benefit. And, and you so, said family investment. The kids can get in it too. Exactly. The second I hear that there is a stomach bug going around class, get in the sunlight and girls. Like you're going to do this in 20 minutes. Let's make sure your immune system is up to par to not bring that home for anybody. It is a family investment and you will not regret it. Again, that link for us is get.sunlighten.com backslash unlikely. All the link will be in the show notes. Okay, so how do you know if you're estrogen dominant or insulin resistant? Good question. You want to answer that, Christy? 
Yeah. So basically, it's actually pretty easy. And most clients that we have that we train and help, they will know, like, I'll ask them, okay, so do you have what's considered like a big butt or like a lot of cellulite that goes down your backside? Or do you have tiny little stick legs, a flat butt, like no butt, and a really big gut and maybe you're heavier chested, like large chest. That's insulin resistant. So if you hold your body fat and you have like rolls on your stomach or if you have large chest, you're insulin resistant. If you have cellulite and a bigger butt on your bottom half, your or on the back of your arms, because it's another cellulite or cellulite point, that is more estrogen dominant. That's the easiest way you can, and you can, I can look at a picture of someone and, and whip out, oh, they're this, they're that type of thing. Not that I'm trying to label people, but it gives you an idea of where you're holding your body fat and it gives you an idea how to improve that and work on certain like your cardio or your strength training and your nutrition to improve what you are to make that better. Okay. So now, because everybody that's listening is going to be like, okay, I've identified myself, right? Just in that description. Right. I'm yes. doing it, right? I've given myself the label. Okay. So, so tell me the one thing I do <laughs> to drop the fat. Everybody wants the magic. We know it's not magic, but okay, let's focus on one. What are your tips for someone who's estrogen dominant first? And then let's focus on insulin resistant. I know we only have, you know, obviously a few minutes per show, but let's do some highlights. Okay. So if you're estrogen dominant, first off, nutrition as you age, and I will repeat this, nutrition as we age is 90% of the equation. If you go out there and you try to exercise off your nutrition or exercise off your diet, it will never work. So first you have to start with nutrition, okay? Fat is our friend as we age. You have to get good, healthy fats in your diet. If not that no, fat. No, not, not, talking, not, that, not fat, that fat, but the good, Avocados, healthy fat. Um, nuts, um, you know, the av- olive oils, those kind of fats in your diet. Every meal should include fat because that's going to help you burn fat. Okay. Estrogen dominant from a exercise perspective. So nutrition would be number one. Exercise perspective, you need to do high intensity cardio so that if you hold it, especially in your lower body, plyometrics are key. Define plyometrics. Oh, okay. Um, so like quick, fast movements. How can I describe it? Because you like pop squat, jump squats. Burpees. Burpees. Butt, butt kicks. Split leap jumps or any type of jumping. Anything that makes your legs go on fire. That feeling. That's a blip. Box jump. Box jumps. Box yeah, like, okay. I'm, I'm too old to do box jumps, but I, so I just jump like a jump squat. Okay. You know, something like that. Yeah. Because you're... Jump rope. Jump rope. Oh, jump rope is fabulous. So it's more of um, a little bit of strength training and cardio. Less is more. You should not spend more than 30 minutes working out. As we age, less is more. Please remember that because what happens is we're going to talk about another hormone that's a stress hormone that can really shoot up there as we age. And if you start working out too much and start trying to out-exercise that diet, it will backfire on you and your body will store body fat automatically. So no longer than 30 minutes of working out. So it has to be short and sweet, get it done, get it over with. So estrogen dominant is more that because you hold it in your legs and your lower body. Okay. So like quick, high intense, if I were to search something on YouTube, high intensity workout, like, or hit workouts, yes, right? Workouts. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Interval work. That's what interval I meant. Thank you. Yes. High intensity interval workouts. Yes. Pick a hill, run up it, walk down it, run up it, walk down it like three times. Or fast walk up it if you can't run. Because not everyone out there wants to run or can run. I mean, fast walk and then walk down the slow walk down the hill. Like there's there's modifications to everything. Right. right. Okay. okay. But right. don't overcomplicate it. 
Really? No. That's the main thing. Like, ladies, there's your answer right there. Housewives, if you're listening, did you hear you don't have to go kill yourself for an hour? No, no, no. There's just, there's so much that we see and hear and think, and it's so intimidating. And like you said, but you too, your whole goal is with mamas, busy lives. Let's find something that works. And that's so encouraging. Like, honestly, like if you live somewhere and you have 10 minutes, you can go up and walk up a hill, walk down it five times. You're good. Like, it doesn't have to be for your own stairs. Right. Right. I mean, like, we live in the Midwest where most of us live in a reverse one story or, you know, a two story. But like, there's a set of stairs for that basement. So that would be okay. That's good to know. I've been known to um, squat in the shower. I'm like, I can't work out today, so I'm going to squat in the shower. Okay, I've done I've done squats when I'm blow drying my hair because yes. I have really long hair. You so do. It's I, thank you. It's brand new. <laughs> um, it. so, so. Okay, so that's I think that's great on estrogen dominance. So give us a good idea of insulin resistant bodies. Okay. Insulin resistant bodies are hold it through their midsection. Here's the good news about if you're insulin resistant. Are you ready? If you change your diet, you will see it come off of that waistline the first thing. If you're estrogen dominant, you got to be patient. Take a patient pill because it's not going to come off as fast in your hips and thighs. It will come off immediately through your midsection. But that's nutrition. So back to that nutrition equation. So if you're doing that, like someone the other day, she's very um, insulin resistant. She was like, can I do crunches? I'm like, no, why? Why are you doing crunches? She looks at me like, huh? That's, I go, that's not going to do anything for your waistline. It's only going to make it thicker. If you now strong core, there's a difference. There's a strong core. You need that to protect your back. But don't do 100 crunches a day thinking you're going to get a thin waist because it's not going to happen. Okay. So when it comes to you might want to go a little bit slower when it again, 30 minutes. Don't go more than 30 minutes. If you're insulin resistant, go at a slower pace. Like Chris said, a walk. Resistance training is key. You have to do some resistance training and like a slower pace, like more of those fat burning zones, like 140 to like 160 heart rates. Okay. That makes sense? And most yeah. and most watches, smart watches these days now have heart rate monitors that are fairly, you know, at least air accurate in those ranges. And so you can kind of be watching that if you're going for fat. My question is on the nutrition piece. Is it the same thing yeah, for both? Yeah. Um, honestly, when it comes to insulin resistant, it's even more of that making sure that you're getting that good fats in your diet and decreasing your carbs. If you go higher fat, you go lower carb. That's the rule. Let's clarify the carbs because we could go on this for like days. We don't want to do do this. But when we speak in carbs, Michelle and I almost always is we're talking about sugar. You guys, sugar from your drinks, sugar from your food. We try to really focus on that because you're always going to consume carbohydrates. You cannot not consume them unless you're a caveman, unless you're eating a piece of meat 24 seven. Okay, if you're out there and trying to cut back on carbs, the one thing you can do because it gets really overwhelming is just back off on your sugar. Everything you consume should be 10 grams of sugar or less per serving. So here's my question on that, because talking about caveman diet makes me think keto. If you're insulin resistant, is keto a good way to go, at least for the beginning, like to jumpstart it? Not long term, because I've heard long term, it's not great, but... Michelle and I's beef with keto, it's virtually impossible for a normal human being or any human being. We've done it. We've trained in keto. When we trained back in our bikini shows, we trained in keto and we were like crazy trained at that point because that's what you have to do to get ready to be on stage, right? And I even told Michelle, I was like, there is no way a human 
other than someone training for a show could do this. Like, this is like, I'll do this disclaimer. I had to give up nuts, cashews, because they had nine grams of carbs in them to stay in ketosis. And I was like, I'm out. Got you. Okay. So, so what we call is more fat adapted. Yes. So we're trying to remove the sugar. We're trying to add healthy fats, but there's also a version of, I mean, at one point they were telling us people were working, they wanted us to pour bacon grease on things. And they, and I'm just like, whoa. Okay. Well, that answers my question. Cause I was just about to ask, can you over, cause that's the thing. Oh, I don't want to have too many fats. Like I don't want to get fat. Right. Remember the days of like low fat and all oh. that. So like we're working with like a mental game. If we're in this decade, these 35 to 45 women that are typically learning and having the changes, we grew up in the 90s on low fat. Right. <laughs> well, but OK, so for all of you born in the 2000s, there was a period <laughs> of time where everything was called sugar free and it was made of just chemicals and absolute crap for yeah. you. And it was Ugh. bad. And then there was a period of time where everything was fat free. And so everything said fat free, fat free cheese, fat free milk, like and they took all of that. So there was a period of time where all those things were listed. So you can research and just Google what fat-free cheese looks like. And it tastes like what you think it would taste like. It's <laughs> nasty. Yes. Yeah, it never melts. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So so keto is a little extreme. So we tend to adapted this thing called, like I said, fat adapted, where you have more fat. But if you have higher fat percentages, you've got to decrease the carbs. You will see results if you do that. Carbs, a.k.a. sugars. AKA sugars. But if you wanted to do one thing, like, so if, if you're out there and you're like, okay, I want to do one thing with my nutrition. Here's what I would tell you. Count your carbs and only count your carbs and try to stay under a hundred. Okay. hundred grams okay. of carbs. Really, really, really focus on your sugar. Look at what you're drinking. You guys, the, the drinks are the, Michelle just showed me like a graphic this morning. I was like, wow, that's. Hold on. I just want to show this, the look on Michelle's face when we were talking about the drinks. Okay, so go ahead and do your the, the, the look of the face that you're like, she was like, oh, it's like you're so it was it was a good look. I, so zoom in on rewind 10 seconds if you're watching the video. Because it was worth it. It was worth it. I promise you. The sugar counts and lower carbs, because once once you start increasing your fat counts. And, and again, don't be afraid of the fat's not going to make you fat. It's going to help you with your cravings. It's, you will automatically consume less carbohydrates because you can't, you're going to be more full feeling. So, so it's kind of a natural progression on your nutrition. And yes, you can probably like, Tracy, you asked, like, can you consume too much? Yes and no. I mean, most of us women are not going to take bacon grease and dump it on our food like we were being taught, told to do back like when we were straight keto and I just I was like, all right, I'm out. This is crazy. I wouldn't be overly worried about that. I would be more worried about the sugar counts in everything you consume. You guys, I'm telling you, do me a favor. Anyone listening and anyone wants, wants to learn, every time you go and you pick up a label, look on the back. Tell me what's on the back of things that you guys are picking up from convenience stores, from grocery stores. Teach your kids what's in things. You don't have to just look at the sugar count. And if it's over 10 grams of sugar, put it back down and walk away. Some of these graphics that she just showed, Tracy and I, one of them is from a popular donut restaurant. Would it be a restaurant? A donut shop. shop. Okay, there you go. donut better. shop. Better. Okay. 17 donuts would equal one coffee drink that is a pumpkin swirl frozen something or other with an, uh, 32 ounces. Like 17 donuts. I, I mean... And a hundred and... 83 grams of sugar is okay, in that, cool. that drink 20 years you're yeah that, that's like a heart attack like that's gonna cause you yeah so in a day you should get 25 grams or less 
I challenge anyone out there to try to do that. That's not easy. Even Christy and I have said that's not. We've tried it. 25 grams of sugar or less a day. For the normal people, because, you know, you had to love the FDA guideline sometimes, which I laugh at them because it's a joke. So for the normal person out there, I would say if you were under anywhere from 75 to 100 grams a day, I'd probably call it you're doing good. Like, so... So just to give perspective, people like Tracy and I, we there's a certain protein bar that we particularly like. And I'm about to burst our own little bubble here. Oh, no. 13 grams. Tracy, okay. that's close the to best. 10. <laughs> yeah. All right. OK, but you want to know how many carbs this thing has, though? I mean, eight gram, 12 grams of protein. OK, 35 grams of carbs in this. How much fat, though? How much fat? Nine grams of fat. So honestly, we want to analyze that label. Okay. I would give that label like a B minus. Okay. 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 It's not bad. Then here's why I was never a straight A student anyway. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I have a rule. We don't want straight A students. You know why? It's because if you're trying to be a straight A student with nutrition, you will fail. We want you to be a a B or a C student. 80%. Well, that's what I've always heard. Like, shoot for 80%. That yep. 20%, like, let it go. Let it like, go. that that yeah. perfection. Like, yeah. have the best. Let have, it go. Yes. yes, we're all girl moms. <laughs> yes, we are all girl moms frozen. <laughs> the 20%, like, have the adult beverage. Have, yes. have, the, have the beer on Friday night or have the margarita when you're out with friends. Here's what's going to happen if you're that A-plus student. You're going to go extreme for about six weeks max. You're going to have to be a hermit inside your house because none of your friends, like, to be around you because you won't drink or eat or do anything outside of the house. Right. And you're going to lose it. And then you're going to go back to being a D student. Right. But that's not good. So if you just average it and try to be that BC student, you're good. You're golden. Okay. So look at so this label in scheme of things, we won't mention the brand today unless we get an affiliate and then we'll come back and edit show notes. <laughs> but as far as this protein bar would be decent. No. Yes. I mean, fine. and the reason why is because you have nine grams of fat. That helps balance things. 35 grams of carbs, that's not awful. Um, and the sugar is 13, close to 10. Like mm-hmm. Tracy was like, yes. <laughs> um, so honestly, it's not completely. Now, if there was like zero and the proteins, uh, 12 grams, at least we have 12 grams there. If the protein was like one and the fat was like none, no. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's not as balanced. Those numbers, you want those numbers to be in as much. So you want total fat and protein to be relatively as close as they can. close as they can. Okay, so let me ask you this, and then we kind of any closing tips you guys have for these two body types. But when it comes, I'm buying ground beef at the grocery store. All right, ninety three percent, seven percent lean. Like, or do I go eighty percent and twenty percent fat? Like, just buying ground beef for my family. What do I do? I feel like the the lean lean ones are just. There's something, a flavor that's not so good. I always go like 80%. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I like too. Back to the B student. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're getting a B. To go back to, you know, obviously we're talking about both of these body types and things. One of the things you mentioned is like getting a bigger, fuller chest. Talking to all my friends and they're like, I never had boobs. And where the hell did these things come from? Like just recently I've had this conversation with two women and they're like, I don't understand, like just flowing out of their bras, you know, and I'm I, I don't have that problem. So clearly I'm the other type. <laughs> <laughs> but I, any advice there and some encouragement? <laughs> the first thing I would ask those women is, have they gained body fat recently or gained weight in the last like year or two? Typically, your boobs are body fat, guys. I mean, th- that's just the way it is. So the, if you gain more body fat, you hold a, some body fat in your midsection, you're going to get bigger boobs. If you lose weight, those boobs are going to shrink probably because, again, they are body fat. 
body fat feeds hormones. So again, it goes back to that. So chances are they probably have a, a little bit bigger midsection as well. And that's why they feel like their boobs are quite a bit larger. And it may be just kind of happening because maybe they're aging and maybe they're going through a hormonal shift. I mean, maybe they're doing all that. I don't know. But that would be one of the questions I would right. ask. Right. I found that most women over the age of 35 become insulin resistant and estrogen dominant. Every woman that I train and help, that is literally what they say to me. Yeah. They're like, no, I used to never carry it in my midsection. Now my boobs are getting bigger and mm -hmm. my stomach's getting fluffy and I don't know what's going on. And I'm getting hot flashes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, I, and I think we're talking about this because it is becoming such an issue in all women. And mm -hmm. I do know a lot of women that still work out and suffer too. And I think that that's been the whole, you know, I didn't work out for, it seemed like a year and a half when I was trying to figure it all out because of my aches and pains and, you know, things that came with what I was dealing with. Now able to do it again, I'm seeing the results. So I think that, you know, for some women, they've tried things, you know, nutrition absolutely is always the big kicker. And most women were busy moms were on the go. And, you know, while that bar is a B minus and it's great. I mean, I have been like a packaged mom, like I eat out of packages, you know, even though I try to make them healthy. Right. And I mean, I do have some nuts and, you know, but a protein shake is a go to because it's easy to take on the go. And I think that these women that have that are just in our life, you know, and that we're having these conversations with are dealing with the equation. And I love how you guys broke it down. Yes, I like the 90% nutrition. If I'm going to focus anywhere, that's where I should be focusing. Right. That'll get you way further than anything. So one thing that we've always focused on, and we've even probably became more passionate about it, was when we started changing at 38, when Chrissy was saying that, and we started changing how we even approached it. It's no longer what exercises you're not doing because 90% of women that come to us are exercising actually really good. That's not what they're, that's not the the downfall. It's the nutrition yeah. portion. And it's overwhelming, right? Like it, nutrition is so overwhelming. You don't even know where to start. Well, look at it. The nutrition also is a 24 seven job. You have to eat to survive. You can work out three days a week for 30 minutes, call it good. You're done, but not nutrition. And then you have to feed your family. Yeah. Can we do a whole nother episode on that later? That's another episode. It's a job like in itself. And then, then it was something that I, Michelle and I really focus on too. Don't eat different than the rest of your family. Like that is not, it'll never work. You can't, you have to embrace it. That's why I like a little bit of the healthier fats, a little bit of the carbohydrates and watch your sugars because that's doable for most, honestly. Because you can still cook for your family. You can eat out and still be in, in those ranges and still focus on that. So it's more of a lifestyle. This has been great. I mean, obviously, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And um, I'm leaving informed and excited with the information. And she's just going, wow, this is my reality. OK, <laughs> this is what I have to look to. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. And there are a couple of things I'm like, oh, yeah. OK. But the one I'm real interested in is the when the, when we talk about daughters mm -hmm. and our daughters. But in the meantime, before we have that conversation with you guys, how can people find you and follow you and get more information about your programs? So we, our website, that's what the best place to get a hold of us, twinfitness.com. Go there. You can contact us. If you have questions, we are here to help you. We don't judge you. We're here to help you. Like that is the number one thing. Like we are real women. We're real moms. We've been through everything. I mean, from having stomach problems. That was me. I got mm -hmm. diagnosed with IBS. Like it's, it's, we've been through that. So twinfitness.com, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or kind of a little bit everywhere. So yeah. 
Awesome. Well, we are so thankful for both of your times today. This will not be the last time that we have you on here. And with that, Tracy, close us out. Yeah. Well, housewives, we hope you continue to work on your healthy hormones. Thanks for being here, Michelle and Christy. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Whether we made you laugh or cry today, we pray you feel appreciated, bolder and braver than yesterday, stronger and more faithful for tomorrow and living in who you were made to be today. Join our online community on Facebook, link in the show notes, and be sure to review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time, housewives, we give you permission to walk confidently, free, and to be intentional in your slippers or stilettos.